0: Welcome Welcome to Rise to the Top, a college football betting podcast with your host and number one college football handicapper, Freddie Wills. Hey guys, welcome back. On today's podcast, I'm going to break down in-depth the Pac-12 championship game, which occurs on Friday night at the San Francisco 49ers Stadium. So stay tuned for that. Before we get into it, just wanted to talk about this season. This season's been, you know, very disappointing. I've been very lucky that the NFL, I wouldn't say luck. I mean, a lot of hard work has, has gone into it. If there's any luck into my season. It's been unlucky with some of the losses over the course of the season, but that's betting. There's clearly been, and I'm gonna, I am going gonna—I don't know if I'll even look at it after the season because the pass is a pass. You can't change it. Uh, but uh, so many bad breaks I felt like on this season. It's, you know, there's no way to sugarcoat it. We're probably going to have a losing season. However, you know, I'm still going to be looking to work very hard at the end of the year where I have always done extremely well. Over 180% return on eva- investment in December and January over my 10-year career. Looking forward to doing it again. Going 9-1 against the spread in the National Championship game. So make sure you check out my end-of-year package special. For all the championship games this week, the Army Navy game, all bowl season, and the national championship, which again I've gone nine and one against the spread. My only loser, I still remember it like yesterday, was picking Notre Dame over Alabama. So nine and one of those games, ninety nine dollars right there is it's worth it just for that. Uh, you know, average over eighteen percent return on investment each year. So you know, a thousand dollar better would win $180 on average uh, with my package. But I'm, you know, when I'm down on the year, my luck has been bad. It usually turns around, I, you know, I'm expecting 30, 40% return on investment over the next month. So make sure you pick up that package, 99 bucks, which is what I've been charging weekly. So for those of you guys that have invested over the season, I really do appreciate your business. Hope you guys at least got a taste for what I'm all about and my honesty and integrity with you know my picks being released, you know a couple minutes after the game. In most cases, it since they do get rela- uh, released based on game time on Twitter and on the website, they get released you know before the game starts. So, um, you know if you, you can't afford the picks, that's another way to pick up my picks is is just follow me on Twitter at Freddie Wills. So Pac-12 championship game, Utah, Oregon. What's the situation? Utah wins. And, you know, many think they're going to the college football playoff. You know, I'm not so sure about that personally. I think their strength of schedule, I I feel like I haven't heard anybody talk about their strength of schedule, which is really, really bad. We'll talk about it on this podcast. Oregon here wins and they go to the Rose bowl. So motivation is not going to be a problem for either side here. If anything, I give the edge to Oregon who really can play this game without pressure Utah has all the pressure in the world on them. Utah, 8-0 against the spread in their last eight games, chasing the spread each week to impress the playoff committee. Now, if you want to back them, you're going to have to pay a premium. Uh, We've seen that with this line moving all the way up to 6.5. 66% of the bets, 63% of the money on Utah here. And, I mean, I I really don't understand what has changed between these two teams other than the fact that, look – Oregon lost at Arizona state by three. And I mean, maybe a fluky game. I mean, Arizona state quarterback hit like two explosive plays against that defense, which, which was not something that they gave up all year. And uh, you know, Utah lost that USC. I mean, those, those losses are on the same level and obviously Oregon does have a second loss, uh, but again, that was in to start the season neutral field against auburn if anything that helps them here they played a neutral site game against i mean you could argue but i i mean auburn would probably be a pick'em against utah right now if you put that on a neutral field maybe utah a small favorite but uh auburn you know very impressive against alabama this past week uh fortunately we got that game wrong uh, i you know i i, I still thought alabama should have won and covered that game i mean there were several things that went, you know, Auburn's way in that game. But uh, either way, I mean, that field, playing play the Iron Bowl there, they they just – there's some voodoo going on for Alabama with the field goals and the, all the other crazy stuff that happened in that game. But uh, bottom line, you know, wasn't my biggest play of the week. And, you know, I'm getting off on the sidetrack here. But, uh, you know, obviously I'm very passionate about this. wasn't my biggest play of the week. And, and you know, all I ask is for an enjoyable game. And we've had a lot of bad games over the course of the season, so it was it was nice at least to see you know the intensity in that SEC matchup, uh, which I feel like we're gonna get here on Friday night. The weather, uh, something that you know people are talking about, you have to talk about it. We're expecting a lot of rain here, 12 to 15 mile per hour winds, 20 to 27 mile per hour gusts. You know, many are many people in the media I've already heard it are going to be telling you that this favors Utah. Uh, you know Utah obviously runs the ball more. They're ground and pound. You will hear that cliche a bunch of times this week. Ground and pound Utah, edge to Utah. You know, I, but I would argue that Oregon has a quarterback that can play better in this type of weather. Justin Herbert grew up in Oregon. Tyler Huntley grew up in Florida. It rains about 60 more days a year in Eugene, Oregon, versus Salt Lake City, and they get about 30 more inches of rain in Oregon. Also. Oregon runs the ball more than they pass. People forget about that. And they have the better offensive line in this game, which we will talk about later. The total has dropped six points because of this weather from 51 to 45, 45 and a half. Uh, the, the spread hasn't, has only gone up in favor of, uh, you know, Utah. So those points, you know, every half point matters more when you get a six to seven point drop in the total due to weather. And you know, the dog's not moving, uh, you know, I'm going to start leaning towards it, especially if that dog has a good defense. The next thing I wanted to kind of look at these teams played each other last November. And and so I want to compare this year versus last year. And these two teams met last year, Utah beat Oregon at home. They were a five and a half point favorite and they beat them by seven. And and they did it without Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss, two key players on the offense for Utah. Uh, They were the luckier team recovering two of the three fumbles in the game otherwise the game was very much even and uh Justin Herbert played well completing 20 for 33 for 288 yards three touchdowns no interceptions um you know so he does fine against man coverage which Utah plays a lot of Oregon's team actually improved more against the same schedule as last year they improved from 59th in yards per play offense to 16th you know against a slightly weaker schedule of defenses uh but they did do have that auburn uh, that auburn game in, in in there uh but their defense jumped from 46th yard per play to ninth against a tougher schedule uh they're you know not by much but they they have played better offenses this year and when we look at Utah for instance last year Utah ranked 75th in yards per play uh you know that that's that's not very good uh but they did have some injuries, number one injuries, and they face an average defense ranking 46th in yard per play. This year they rank 11th, massive jump, but it has come against an average 83rd yard per play defense, not very good. Defensively, it's another dominant unit for Utah, ranking 7th. Last year they ranked 19th, uh, but again, it's come against a weaker schedule. Uh, So to me, both teams obviously improved, but Oregon improved more. Uh, you know they improved on both sides of the ball against a tougher schedule uh, versus last year, and uh, the the jump on the defensive side. You know I I know we've seen red flags from this Oregon defense at times this year, but uh, overall they are much improved, and you have to put that into consideration here. And you know obviously uh, Utah, as I mentioned, they didn't have their starting quarterback and running back in last year's game, but they were also the home team in that game, playing at elevation. And an uh, Oregon team it was maybe not playing for much at that time. Uh, so really, the only difference between these two teams right now, because I think they have, you know, an equal loss on the road, uh, is, is the fact that Oregon decided to schedule an SEC team in Auburn on a neutral field to start the season. And Utah played BYU. And that's literally the only difference at this point. You know, obviously, I think you know Oregon lost later in the season, season, and people remember that more. So a lot of people are you know going to be leaning, uh, and Utah obviously covered eight straight games. How can you go against them? That type of stuff. And listen, no, no, I I love Utah. I've backed them so many times in my career. Uh, you know, I mean, my most memorable was taking them. I think it was like plus ten and a half. I took plus ten and a half in moneyline in their bowl game against Alabama. That when they won. Uh, so, you know, I love Utah. They've been very rewarding for me. But in this game, uh, and obviously just listening to me, it, it you know, it sounds like I'm leaning Oregon. I'm still going to go through the rest of this podcast and give out some more information here. Uh, we're going to get right to the matchups and X-Factors. Uh, before you do, uh, I just wanted to mention. Subscribe to Freddie's Premium Sports Picks Newsletter, free at FreddieWills.com. So we obviously hit a, a bit of a rough patch in those newsletter plays, and the last two weeks we've given out two plays uh, each newsletter, two premium plays. I'm going to try to give out at least five more between championship week and bowl season. So, again, these are premium plays that uh, most clients pay for, and you definitely want to check it out. Uh, you know, two winning seasons, again, this this year doesn't look – like it's gonna be that, but still over fifty five percent against the spread or fifty five percent winners. I, I've got some moneyline dogs in there that we count towards records, so you know fifty five percent is more impressive. Uh, and listen, if you go fifty five percent against the spread <laughs> over the long term, you're gonna be filthy rich. So uh, you know all those guys out there claiming seventy percent, uh, you know it's 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 just not factual. So matchups. Uh, let's let's start by uh, talking about. Oregon and Utah have eight common opponents and look Utah has done better plus 25 points per game versus Oregon's plus 16 points per game and they're also plus 214 yards per game versus 84 yards per game uh so you know obviously you could play a little devil's advocate saying that you know Utah has played better against common opponents they should be favored by maybe seven maybe ten uh based off of that uh but Utah has a better home field advantage and in, in the elevation. So some of their stats are going to naturally look better overall. And what I care about more looking at common opponents is their common road games against quality opponents. So they both played at USC and they, and they both played at Washington. And another key point in that is their games at Washington, Washington came off a bye in both of those games. So another key, and, and in those, those two games, uh, you know, particularly at Washington. They both almost played like an identical game. Uh, you know, a 5-point win for Oregon uh and they were a 3-point favorite on the road at Washington. The uh 2 weeks later Org- Oregon I'm sorry, I got that backwards. Oregon 5-point win and Utah 4-point win. Uh and they were both l- literally identical. Oregon plus 35 yards, Utah plus 30 yards. Utah plus 62 rushing yards, Oregon plus 44 yards, and they were both negative in passing yards, obviously. Um, You know, I think that had more to do with uh, Washington being down late. But both these teams, you know, were trailing early in that game, and they came back and won in impressive fashion. Uh, I think Utah had a little bit more turnover luck in that game. So uh, that was a big key to it. Uh, But common opponents, I mean, Oregon went – 2-0 2-0 because they they won at USC in dominating fashion uh plus three turnovers and you know Utah didn't um Utah could have gone 0-2 they really could have lost that Washington game and the same with Oregon uh playing at Washington I actually fade both these teams at Washington uh for you know large plays I thought I should have covered both games and we didn't uh, I thought both were fairly unlucky uh but uh it is what it is I mean i, I Lost covering those spreads by combined two points. And um, I mean, you go back and watch those games and and you'll see what I mean, but uh, look, the past is the past. They were both identical in each game, as I just told you in in total yardage and rushing the same with the USC game. It was, it was almost identical. So even though, you know, Oregon won by more, it was mostly due to the turnovers. uh, They were still about even in yardage. So, uh, but when we look at these matchups and I want to start with Utah's passing game, Uh, It's been efficient, Um, you know, they only throw it 35% of the time, and uh, that's because they're mostly playing with the lead, Uh, they rank sixth in quarterback rating, and that's largely thanks to the fact that they they have faced an easy schedule of of opponent defenses, ranked 86th on average, they faced one top 50 passing defense, uh, but that unit did not have a top pass rush or top rushing defense in the game. Uh the closest defense really that they faced was their road game at USC, uh where they faced a fifty-first ranked passing defense and a forty-fourth ranked pass rush. Um and, and obviously USC can't stop the run. Uh so you know, you know, I thought I thought that uh that was very interesting. In, in this game, Oregon brings a top passing defense ranking fifth, a top pass rush ranking twenty-fifth, and a run defense ranking nineteenth. My point is, this, this team is balanced, um, and I see no reason why Utah, who does not have an explosive offense, um, should be favored by this amount of points. Utah's rushing attack, ranking 44th, it, it's good. It's very talented with Zach Moss, but but it's not great. That That has come against an average run defense, ranking 73rd. Once again, this is not an explosive rushing offense, and to win this game against a very balanced team, you will need explosive plays. Utah just 17 rushing plays of 20 plus yards and Oregon has only allowed eight all season, which is good for top 10. So, you know, a lot of people think that Utah is just going to be able to ground and pound. Uh, you know, I think Oregon's defense can hold their own in this game in that, in that regards. And then when we flip over to Oregon's offense. We get the passing game, which ranks ninth, uh, it, very much like the Utah team. They, they haven't, they've faced a very weak schedule, average opponent averaging 80th in uh, opponent quarterback rating. Uh, But, look, they're still improved based off of last year. I know that's hard to believe. Uh, They ranked 45th last year against an average defense ranking 70th. So they have actually improved. And Herbert had a great game last year against Utah on the road, as I mentioned earlier. And, you know, he has the compliment in the running game, and this offensive line is one of the best in the country. So you can't forget about that. You you know, Utah's pass defense is legit, ranking 8th. But they have struggled at times this year. Both the USC and Washington games come to mind where where they gave up over 300 yards passing, seven touchdowns. The key was that they were able to get some interceptions in the Washington game, three interceptions, uh, and that was able to get them the win. Uh, Herbert is better than both of those quarterbacks, and he also takes care of the ball more. And I, I think Utah, Utah could have some issues here. I think that, that you know, obviously – They could be getting a little lucky with the weather here, and um, that's something I want to keep an eye on. You know, I don't think it's going to be as bad as uh, people are are making it out to be. You know, 10 to 15-mile-per-hour winds, you can throw the ball on that. Uh, I see the 20 to 25-mile-per-hour gusts, but I'm not as concerned about that. You know, San Francisco 49ers games on that turf uh, have gone – under the total a lot. I mean that turf, especially in, in bad conditions, is not very good. Uh, but again, that just goes in back into my handicap with this total dropping from 51 to 45. I I can understand it, but um, if anything, I think that favors Oregon. And I talked about that already. Oregon's rushing offense actually better than Utah's. Uh, while they don't run as much, they they're still efficient, ranking 38th, and it comes against an average defense ranking 65th. Uh, tougher strength of schedule and a butter, better better rushing offense. Uh, As we mentioned, uh, Utah was ranking 44th against an average opponent defense ranking 73rd. And listen, Oregon punched the ball in two times against Auburn, Uh, two rushing touchdowns against an Auburn defensive line that is just as impressive, if not probably more than Auburn's. So, uh, you know, put that in your back pocket. X factors. Look, I've said all season long, predict the turnover margin and you cover the spread, uh, you know, 77% of the time. I think it is. I think Oregon will take better care of the ball. You know, obviously both teams top 10 in turnover margin, Utah usually wins by margin. Uh, the games that Utah has won by margin, it's it's because of the turnovers, not because of this offense. Uh, um, so, you know, I, I don't think that they can rely on that this, in this game because Oregon does take care of the ball, just 10 turnovers all year. And uh, in the biggest games against USC, Auburn, and Washington, they, they had just a total of two turnovers. So, you know, I think uh, in turnover margin, it, it's, really, it's really a wash. I think both teams take care of the ball here. And uh, I don't think we'll, again, if Utah's going to win with margin, I feel like they have to be plus one, plus two in turnover margin. And I don't see that happening in this game. Special teams is something that you you really can't ignore. And normally you would just automatically put a check mark next to Utah. They have the better special teams. And look, some of their numbers are actually even going to look better because they do play in elevation. Uh, Overall, though, this season, this has been the weakness of this team. They rank 70th in special teams efficiency. Oregon comes into this game ranking 42nd against a a tougher opponent uh, schedule, in terms of special team uh, opponent, special teams efficiency rankings. Um, they faced uh, on average a 52nd ranked opponent, special teams efficiency while Utah has faced an average 59th. So it's very close, but obviously Oregon's special teams unit could be the difference in this game In a game that I, on paper, I'm looking at it. I, I feel like it's, it's about even. So special teams could turn it. Um, I, you know, obviously I like the fact that Oregon, 8.63% havoc allowed. Uh, Utah 10.67, so that's another uh, key thing that you know that takes into consideration tackles for loss and passes defense, so stuff like that. Oregon, uh, better team in terms of that allowed, um, and they're both pretty even in havoc rate. Uh, 21.9% for Utah, 20.5% for Oregon. So uh, you know nothing, nothing, no major advantage there. I mean, this this line is really all about Utah covering a ton of games in a row, Utah getting a lot of money backing them, and Utah, everyone's saying if they win, they get to the college football playoff. You know, I'm hoping to see a plus seven pop up. I really don't think we see that. Six, six and a half out there. uh, And I I mean, the total drop, with the total dropping, you're going to start to see people come in on Oregon, uh, even though this weather apparently favors Utah and uh, I'm looking at the sharp sharp books right now it, it is uh there is one plus seven out there at Bovada uh I since I am a bigger underdog player I, I can't play at Bavada. they won't let me and uh so and that that's juiced at minus 125 so uh I you know I'm going to give it another day and see what this line does before I play anything. I do think Oregon's live here to win the game outright. I, I think that uh, you probably won't hear that from anyone else this week, which is a good thing, which actually makes me like it more. I've only heard, you know, people talking about Utah, uh, but that pressure gets to you at this point in the season. So, uh, you know, that's, that's my thoughts on the game. I'm digging more into this game. Absolutely have a couple more things that I want to look at in terms of, you know, how Utah is done against top 20 defenses and offenses and, and the same for Oregon. So there's, there's still more I'm going at going after before I make this an official play, but uh, it's, it's Oregon or pass for me. You won't see a Utah play come out for me. So uh, Oregon or pass. Hope you guys enjoyed this information again, reminding you 99 bucks, rest of the season guaranteed or we'll give you some free action So make sure you take advantage of that. Again, like I said, over my career, December, January, plus 184% return on investment. Again, that's all documented. I'm one of the only websites you can go to, click a button, and uh, get an Excel spreadsheet for over 10 years' worth of picks. And, uh, again, all my picks released minutes after the game starts. I'm documented by several third parties. So uh, nothing to hide here. Integrity is always one of my number one priorities for clients. And uh, I don't think he – you would ever hear anyone say otherwise. So make sure you check it out at freddywills.com. Follow me on Twitter at Freddie Wills. Thanks again for listening, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Freddie Wills College Football Betting Podcast. If you are still listening to this podcast, you are really into college football betting. And if you are really into college football betting, you should consider following my premium plays, especially my play of the days, which have hit roughly 60% against the spread over my 10-year career. If you aren't into paying for picks, that's totally fine. There are many reasons why I wouldn't even want you to, especially if you don't have the bankroll. In that case, you may want to consider visiting sportsbetcapping.com for free picks from over 70 handicapping experts. That's sportsbetcapping.com for access to free picks on all major sports. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. And As a reminder, please leave five-star reviews on iTunes and take advantage of my... Premium pick newsletter, absolutely free at freddywills.com.